Uh, welcome, everybody. As you can, as you probably could tell from the the different theme music, this is a supplemental episode. That's this right. This is a non canonical yeah. episode, but still highly recommended. Uh, <laughs> we're doing the we've we've got Josh Fadem back. This Hello. is this is take two. Some of you might have heard the the beginning of of take one of our summer movie preview. Supplement. Josh kind of messed gone. up our equipment last time, <laughs> so we've got new equipment. I went nuts. Josh is you know he's calmed <laughs> down a little bit. I had too much trail mix. We got trail mix in the mixer. Is what happened. <laughs> Trail mix. You would think that trail mix and mixers would mix. Oh my god! It's got dark chocolate and currants (laughs) (laughs) and filberts. (laughs) All right, filberts, man. You got your raisins in my uh, fused knobs. In in my knobs. (laughs) My knobs. You got your knobs in my raisins, and thus the trail mixer Uh, was born. You know, twenty years from now, they're going to be like looking at that that bar. Like, oh, this is the battleship pretension uh, uh, knob box, and then they'll lift it up and like. Just like you know how they say, like Rick James's box, uh, like you find it twenty years later, and it's just filled with tons of like roaches and uh, <laughs> like pot roaches and right. uh, uh, cocaine residue and stuff. And like, wow, it's filled with tons of raisins. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been from when Josh Faden visited. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm dropping raisins. Let's drop some movie raisins. So you don't have any trail mix with you today? I, you know, I ha- you know, I I'll be honest. I I went and I got a big bag of it before I came here, and I was like. I don't want these guys to think I'm a trail mix freak, so I left it in my car. But uh, but I know you don't eat cookies and ice cream anymore. Is that right? That's true. Well, eventually I'll probably go back to it. But I had a cookies and ice cream eating problem last yeah. year. While we're on it, I mean, if you want to talk about it, well, I, I know because you brought it up to I me on more than one mi- occasion. Multiple actually. times. I'll bring it up to anyone who will listen. <laughs> I have a cookies and ice cream eating problem. Who wants to hear about it? And then I stop eating them. So the now year. is trail mix? Is that what you're using to fill the void? You know, I. You could be like my new analyst, yeah, by saying that because I didn't even realize, but it's possible. I'm like, it's kind of like how lately I've been trying to cut back on smoking and jerking off constantly <laughs> as a substitute. Man, is he? He is not joking. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a break in the middle of this uh, podcast. I gotta go jerk off. <laughs> hey, want to come out have a have a smoke break? I mean, jerk off break. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, they don't have a patio for that at the bar. Yeah, it's yeah. getting to the point you can't jerk off in a bar anymore. Yeah. It's very for damn Californians. I like going to the Midwest because they don't have their goddamn laws. They yeah. just have their, uh, they just, you know, you can walk into a bar, order a beer, and jerk off yeah. the way you're supposed to. Oh, my. Good stuff. Um, okay, so summer movie preview. Yeah, let's get into it. Now, it's already well into May, uh, but... It is so not sh- May twenty second yet, so we can still talk about indie. All right, so we should pass on the stuff we already that already came out. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk stuff. too much about Speed Racer. Too late. Yeah, Narnia nope. comes out today. Uh huh. Um, which I, I, know, I don't have a lot to say about Narnia anyway. Do you? Uh, you think that they'll make another funny SNL rap about it? Uh, you know, I not a bad idea. I have never watched the Lazy Sunday video. Oh, really? You know yeah. what? It's it's pretty good. That's it's what I hear. Funny. Yeah, it's, it's not. I'm not like boycotting it. Like I have a friend who I think he listens to the podcast, who, ref- uh, like had never seen Back to the Future as a kid. Yeah, and now like just out of fucking spite, refuses to watch it. See, that's silly. That's dumb. Yeah, I won't ro- watch Rocky Horror Picture Show out Are of you, spite. Really? Yeah. Like I at Cinephile the Video Store I work at. I've worked there for a few years now, and every Saturday I used to work every Saturday night, and like. 
the Rocky Horror right. Kids would like come in, like, and they'd have their like gross white paint and their like, oh yeah, I can see that. I guess I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. not wanting to be. It's just that. like go get get out of here, go away. All right, so but yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing the new Narnia. It's getting pretty good reviews. I I thought the first one was was pretty good. I was talking about this with Josh uh, a moment ago, but. Uh, yeah, I, the reviews for this one are, are pretty good, and uh, they say it's a lot darker, which always interests me. So Yeah. Now, I, I said before, I don't know if this made it onto the podcast because my mic cut out in the right. first time, but I had <laughs> stated that it wasn't the second book in the series. I'm wrong about that, It's the second book. It's the second book published. It's right. not the second chronologically. Right. It's like the last, chronologi- or near the last. Which is very strange to me, because are they going to... Are they going to do that with the movies? Were they maybe they were worried if it was the best? They were like, we won't get, an, we might not get another chance. Yeah, we better make this now. Yeah, and they might because might, might not get to seven movies. Like maybe they thought like the other books were too mediocre to like be hits, and they were like, let's just get to the good stuff. I've heard, I've, I've uh, actually never read uh, a Narnia book. I've read all kinds of C.S. Lewis, but oddly enough, I never read that. Um, well, have you, I've you've heard seen that, the movie. Hmm? The movie's definitely more exciting than yeah, the book. I imagine it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's not. Like, there's not like that many big action sequences in the yeah. in the book that there are in the movie but they're done well in the movie and they don't they don't they, they don't distract i like that i like that movie the first one josh i didn't see it did you already say that no oh okay i just was a <laughs> I'd, say it's absolutely, I'd say it's worth seeing i like the yeah. lazy sunday video though yeah. okay that's then. funny i'll go on i'll go on board ray winstone is the voice of a little uh beaver that's right and that's until the swinton is in it yeah Does she's a great, great job uh okay so let's talk about Indiana jones yeah yeah uh, oh, uh, excited! Everyone here's excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Do we want? I'm cautiously excited. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about? I guess we can just let's just pretend the first recording of this yeah, never happened. Didn't happen. Right. I'm just okay. gonna maybe I I, I kind of get scratch my itch and say the things that I'm that concern me. My little OCD box brain. Well, there's one major thing, thing that concerns you that that concerns me too. Yeah, that we talked about. You want the, cin- the cinematography? Yeah. yeah. The Yanu. But the other one I thought of that concerns me is the font isn't exactly as I remember it. They changed my font. I need my Indiana Jones font to be exactly as it was when I was a kid because now it looks a little too bubbly. It's too bubbly and it's a little too funny looking. It looks too much like a comic book. I need to be less comic right? like it could be a spoof. It does look a little different. But uh, but yes, the ma- main point is the Janusz Kaminski photography is too many bright spots in it. Yeah, hmm. it's it's uh, because what you said... You said before. <laughs> yeah, there was an interview you. I read where Steven right. Spielberg he was like he was like ah he was like hyping up the fans you know by saying like it's not going to be an Indi- it's not an Indiana Jones movie unless I direct it unless George comes up with the story unless uh, Rick Carter whoever does the production design did it I don't know did Rick Carter do it? if uh, John Williams <laughs> does the store and if score and if Drew Struzan does the poster and Michael Kahn edits that's an Indiana Jones movie but like he said all that stuff and he's like what about uh, if Douglas Slocum does the cinematography because yeah. he's He's ninety-seven or something like that now, and he's so. retired. Yeah, he's totally retired. But it, yeah, it's it's. But I I put forth the hypothesis that even if he wasn't retired, I think Spielberg and Kaminsky are too, they're too attached. I think it's a codependent relationship. I, I had like a, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's right. I just I feel like he, if Slocum were alive, I mean, this is kind of a mood even thing to mention. But if he were alive, that he might be like, okay, you can make it again. You can right. do it again or whatever. I had a thought actually uh, since uh, the last recording. So the first few movies, the first three, you know, they took place in the '30s and they were made in such a way they were kind of made in those in that style. Now this one does not take place in the '30s; it takes place in the '50s, I believe. Uh-huh. And so, 
It's got a little more 50s. So maybe they maybe he was able to justify it by saying it's like, well, we will now emulate a different filmmaking style. Now we'll try and do adventure movies of the 50s instead of the 30s. I read though that he did say like he was saying something about how uh, he's like, I'm gonna have it's gonna be a, a very humbling experience for me. I'm going to have to be the filmmaker that I was 20 years ago. I've become a different filmmaker. Which is a little bit kind of like, oh, whatever, Spielberg. Have you really become that different? But yeah, but he's but like, he kinda, and, uh, and Janusz Kaminski is well, yeah, you're right. But, and he's like, and Janusz Kaminski has to imitate another cinematographer. That was the only mention of Douglas Slocum he had. Is like that Kaminski has to imitate someone yeah. else's style, and that could be humiliating for a cinematographer to have to do. Hmm. But Spielberg has become a different, yeah, a different filmmaker. Well, like, has, I mean, in some ways he can be more serious, but he's also, I think. Even more sentimental. I mean, he was he always was a sentimentalist, but anyway, there might be less heart to his sentimentality in some his more recent movies. I loved Munich. I thought I, that was oh like yeah, super loved, ballsy, really the ballsiest movie ever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't like the Terminal. I thought that was pretty crappy. You know, I forgot about the Terminal. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, there. Like, it's weird when when Spielberg turns out a kind of a like a minor movie, like a movie that isn't huge or something like that, and you're just like, oh right, like. He made the terminal, and then I forget that he made Catch Me If You Can. Like, it's a good, yeah, that's, that's a good a really movie. Good movie it's though, a very good movie, but at the same time, like, I associate him with like epics, like always. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he was still he wasn't he, absolutely. He, I mean, I guess he was pretty big at the time, but like he did like Hook, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like these days, I think of his movies as a like a big event. And uh, there yeah, wasn't really much of an event to the terminal, or, or even Catch Me If You Can, even though Catch Me If You Can is very good. Yeah. So I don't I know. I guess it's sort of an event. I mean, it's like we DiCaprio and Spielberg team t- team together, and Tom Hanks is in it too. Like that's that's, that's true. probably yeah. his event. You know, it's like he he puts he, he with a star. It's like Hank, Hanks Spielberg, Groove yeah. Spielberg, DiCaprio Spielberg. Yeah. I think the Di- DiCaprio and Hanks was actually I think kind of a, a good mix. Yeah, they did really well. Yeah, and they, and they both have, I think, similar uh, emotional styles. I'm not really sure what I'm what I'm going for. Like it, they both of their acting styles, I think, skirt skirt the edge of being pedestrian, but they still have enough of a uh, enough insight to to make it a real performance. You know, it's very strange because uh, DiCaprio, I've always viewed him as kind of from the Sean Penn James Dean style of acting where he like ha- where he turns everything into a really intense performance not to the extent of Sean Penn. I mean, you know my thoughts on him. But like Yeah. But I just like I think he did it more he, when he was like, younger probably. You can I even now like he, he just do it so much in the departed. I don't know, he like he always he always you always see that he's like really intense and that kind of thing. And he plays intense characters. I'd say like I really liked him in The Aviator. Yeah. Um, like I think he's trying to. Uh, I don't want to talk shit, too much shit about Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I like. I, I, I think like he's him, a good actor. But I still, I do think he's kind of maybe trying to uh, put across that vibe of like a Sean Penn. But I still yeah. think he's more mannered than that. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. But like, I feel like if you were to look at him versus, well, I mean, we'll bring up Tom Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks is so effortless, in especially in a role like in Catch Me If You Can, that like, I don't know. He just. You all, he always just seems so not nonchalant, but it just it's he just slips into certain characters' skins so easily that it's like he's not working at all. And I feel like 
the two of them had a really nice dynamic because uh-huh. um, DiCaprio like in mo- had moments where he's like like really tortured, and Tom Hanks would just have this thing where he just was a just a real character. He didn't have to try and you know put all this weight on his own shoulders and that kind of thing. He just was that character, and I thought the two of them had a great deal of chemistry because they had kind of a different dynamic. That's okay. my view, with though. The, with the indie thing, real quick. Oh, one, sorry, one yeah. more thing I want to say is like, I wonder if uh, Harrison Ford. I've, I've been avoiding spoilers, so maybe someone's listening and they're like, "Oh, I already know the story." But you know, if he's gonna actually have a little more energy than he's had in the past fifteen years yeah. in movies, because normally he's just been relegated to mumbling, he yeah, mumbles and everything. Like every time they kind of like my friends and I used to have this inside joke about like a classic Harrison Ford interview would always be they'd always ask him so you think there'll be another Indiana Jones and then he'd be like uh, George and Steven are waiting for their schedules to clear up scripts not right I won't do it I'm like <laughs> he's just always like just I'm like trying to think what's the Harrison last Ford. movie I saw Harrison Ford in have, having energy uh, Hollywood Homicide Random Hearts or uh, Hollywood Homicide was probably Cade the last 19 movie. The Widowmaker oh. I liked K nineteen. As do I. I'm actually a big Catherine Bigelow fan. I uh, like her too. Yeah, um, she's got balls. <laughs> I, I really like Blue too, Steel by the way. with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind that. Uh, and of course, I'm a I'm a big Point Break fan. Is near dark podcast? No. Yeah, near dark is a. Um, also, a the Loveless, movie. her first movie. Have I've you guys seen, seen it? it? It's no. awesome. I mean, she made it. She co-directed it, but it's it's oh. really it's very it's more it's probably her artiest <laughs> film, but it's really good and the the look of it's really awesome and it's got it's like Willem Dafoe's first movie. Well, hmm. speaking of girls, <laughs> uh, moving on. The Sex in the City movie, May 30th. Oh, sh- oh, sh- not for me. Um I will probably end up seeing it. Why? Cuz the lady's going to take you to it. The no, no. I, t- t- Teresa, my fairly awesome girlfriend Teresa, uh hates Sex in the City. I also uh hate Sex in the City, yet I've seen every episode. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I felt like it was a. You just had to do it. It's a to cultural know? phenomenon. I, I felt like I needed to. You had to be and able this to is hold also your own at the in time when I worked at a video store and didn't have to pay for movie rentals. Right. Uh, so um, yeah, it was e- it was easy to watch it all. Uh, so now you know I, I kind of want to see what happens. You know. Uh, I don't know what happened at the end of the series. I, I've seen don't spoil. The, I got to. I'm going to get right. to it. I've seen the promotional photos of Kim Cattrall and her big hat. So that's got me really excited. <laughs> it's going to be big hats in the movie. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm not going to see Sex and the City. <coughs> Kim Cattrall has a big hat. Sold! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the picture? Because it's a really big hat. <laughs> it, it really, it like, it like hangs, she's sitting down, like hangs down to the sidewalk, this hat. Wow. Uh, okay, Speed Racer. Cynthia Nixon, is she going to be in it being, um, n- not as big of a deal as the other ones? Why, is, why would that be? I don't know, isn't she kind of the one Because she's a serious actress? Isn't she the one that they don't pay attention to? She's just there now by default? Wait, which one is Cynthia Nixon? I exactly. Know this. Moving on. She's the redhead. Right, yeah. She's the one that's a serious actress. Oh, okay. And the other ones aren't. Kristen <laughs> Davis is not a serious actress. Oh, I saw some awesome horror movies starring Kristen Davis. Really? Uh, from like Tremors. It wasn't Tremors. I know she's not in Tremors. I just <laughs> threw it out for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I just decided to be strange. Yeah. Sorry. We had to get you in there. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't care. All right, I got so bored. let's I got bored about. let's skip Maid of Honor and its uh, superfluous pun. Wait, can I talk again about real quick about my Patrick Dempsey uh, my Patrick Dempsey problems? Okay, okay yeah, like, let's talk about it because I had a fun it, had fun time. Yeah, just because a few years. I mean, 
if say like before Grey's Anatomy came out, like what three four years ago, uh, if yeah. someone had said Patrick Dempsey, we all would have like laughed and like ha ha ha, what a loser or whatever. Yeah. And uh, um, but then suddenly he he became this like you know publicist machine project where he started appearing on covers of TV Guide and just all kinds of things like with a cheesy smile and it'd be like ooh so handsome and ooh so dreamy and like it just seemed like what. Why is Patrick Dempsey all of a sudden dreamy and beautiful? And, uh, you know, it's, it was, like, clearly, like, a, a hardcore marketing play. Like, uh-huh. we're going to take this guy, and we're going to call him dreamy. We're going to take this guy and name him Mick Dreamy. We're going to say, he's handsome. No, he is. No, he's handsome. He's handsome. handsome. Until eventually people are like, isn't he handsome? It seemed like a, like a, like a reality show task. Like on The Apprentice or something. It's like, all right, right this week you need to take an actor nobody cares about and make everybody love him. And it's just like, all right, how do we do that? Uh, come up with something clever like McDreamy. Done. And then throw the repetition thing on it. Ugh. Yeah. And I w- like you, were saying, you made the Jason Bateman comparison. Yeah, because Jason Bateman also had sort of a, I, I guess like a heartthrobbish career before. Right, like he was younger. Yeah, but now he, and then he, now he's back with the rest of the film. He's back, been back for a few years now. And um, he seems to be taking his career very seriously and, and approaching roles he, he he's not resting on his looks yeah like he did maybe the first time around he's like a legitimately We're, funny and great actor right whereas patrick dempsey it's, this is just deja vu it's the same career he had before which is why my hypothesis is that in another, in 10 years jason bateman will still be going strong and patrick dempsey will be it will have cycled around again yeah, yeah. made of honor if you look at the poster for made of honor which uh it's just him Grinning, like, <laughs> aren't I handsome? I don't even mean to do this. <laughs> now I'm in a tux. I don't yeah. know. Why wouldn't what? you want to see this movie? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I guess I'm maid of honor. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, some guys got to do it. That. It's even a dumb pun. pun. We talked about this last time. It's just maid of honor. It means that you're, you're composed of honor. Like it's, yeah. it's a clever, not not a clever play on words. It's a play on words. It's like, hey, we have an opportunity to make a pun of some kind. But the Let's joke, do that. I mean, the joke is that he he plays the maid of honor, but he's a guy, right? But that's maid, so humiliating. He's got to be maid of honor to do that. I guess so. He's I guess that's kind of a stretch, guy. though. Why not man of honor? Why is that not? Yeah, the, uh, the, my brother-in-law was the man of honor at. Why not butler of my honor? wedding? You know, yeah. It's just, I don't think it's that unusual of a thing. Yeah, but it's uh, you know, with with gay panic, why this movie should take place aboard the uh, boat trip with Cuba Gooding Jr. And, uh, okay, what happens in Vegas uh, uh, stays in out of this, the out of our conversation. Yeah, stays well out done. of our conversation. Um, what else is is, is coming up? Well, oh, someone's uh, calling. Got to call. Grab that. All right, <laughs> I guess they want us to talk about what happens in Vegas. Oh, we're gonna take a caller real quick. Uh, I guess that's gonna keep ringing. Um, Oh, well, just ignore it, listeners. Please don't. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with the uh, the owner of the room. Okay, I won't do Of the, uh, the IKEA showroom that we're in right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what if I answer and I go, Battleship Pretension? <laughs> Got to get the name right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potemkin. Yeah. I started but to say Potemkin. It's, you know, at first, when we first started doing the show, <laughs> I kept almost saying Potemkin. And now, when I'm talking about Battleship Potemkin, I keep almost saying Battleship Pretension. <laughs> I said Potemkin, so I, I combined them both. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, Natalia, you said you maybe only didn't really want to touch on the Incredible Hulk because we already got a lot of emails. Right, like it. I mean, the one like, take one of this uh, supplement is that uh, on there? Already... Is that somewhere? Was it? What was that? Is that is that toast or can someone it, find that somewhere? I guess they can't find it anywhere. I but mean, I, I still have, have it, but it. I, it's not available. Right, to it's not going to be available. They've already downloaded so. it. So, but 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, we can touch on it a little bit. I'm, I'm like one of a few people, although not as few as I thought. Thank you, Facebook supporters, um, who uh, I liked the first Hulk quite a bit. I thought that it had, you know, some interesting themes and stuff. And about... I'm one of the many people who thinks you're crazy. Well, that's all right. <laughs> and I'm one of the just people out there who just doesn't have an opinion either way. <laughs> all right, now we're talking. See, I, I view you not having opinion as a little more on my side. Um, I just didn't remember it that well, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I love Nick Nolte in like that movie. I like crazy Nick Nolte when he gets crazy. But that's not wasn't a character in the comic, was it? I don't know. I don't think guy. so. I mean, I never read any of the uh, Hulk comics except first appearance of Wolverine, and then uh, when he became uh, very briefly the uh, the Gray Hulk, and he became a lot smarter and kind of like a gangster. Um, the yeah, so really, yeah, it was it was really incredibly uh, well spoken. <laughs> No, he wasn't well spoken. He was like Tony Soprano. If Tony Soprano was a little more muscle bound and great, hey, I'm dumb. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely pictured him like. Hmm. I thought you were talking about. I thought like there a, was like a Hulk where he, where he, there was a Hulk where he became like intelligent book, book smart Hulk, right? I'm not. Are sure. You wouldn't like me when of, I get angry. I get you're thinking of the head gremlin from Gremlins too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In a civilized society, yeah, <laughs> smoking a cigar. Um, all right, so so yeah, I I like. The original Hulk, and I'm interested to see the next Hulk because I think Edward Norton will do a, a great job. I think it's I think the cast in general is very good. Um, I mean, you got him, Tim Roth, William Hurt. Yeah, Tim uh, Roth. You're talking about how Tim Roth. It's good that he's got a, a bad guy role. Yeah, I uh, big, I like a him a, big a lot. I I loved him in uh, Rob Roy, and I just think he I, he's great in Gridlocked. And mm-hmm. uh, also check out his um, early breakout role from England in this TV show made in Brit- made in Britain, directed by Alan Clark. What's it called? Uh, it's called Made in Britain. Made in Britain. Okay. He plays a punk. Uh, so. He plays a skinhead, um, just okay. a really total sociopath kid. You know, yeah. he's a, fuck you. That sort of a, one of those types. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, yeah, I, I think we can move on now. I like. Um, I think Edward Norton is probably a complete prick. Yeah. But uh, he seems to be pretty good at choosing roles. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll bring. You know, I liked Eric Bana. I thought it's frustrating because Bruce Banner in the original is kind of a bland character, and I think he does as much with it as he can. Because I think Eric Bana is a good actor, but it's just it's Eric Bana is a, a good actor who has been horribly miscast by Hollywood consistently since Chopper. I but, wonder if that, that makes me wonder if is is it Andrew Dominic that is responsible for his performance in Chopper, or is it yeah, Eric so Bana? I wonder because you know? there's. There's such a, I mean, yeah, Chopper's a fucking. Or is he just yeah. more comfortable in in Australia? Like that's yeah, it's my home. But it, like he's a sadistic, you know, like tough guy. But he's also he's such a vulnerable, so insecure. Yeah, and that comes across so strongly but subtly. Yeah, that it, it's an amazing performance. And well, I think he, he is, hasn't gotten back to it. He hasn't gotten back to that certainly, but I think he. He always manages to be good. I thought he was one of the, you know, I, I did not care for Troy, but I thought he was very good in it. I thought he was great in Munich. Um, he brought something to that role in Black Hawk Down that I think wasn't, yeah, absolutely. That wasn't even really on the page. Yeah, that's he, a good call. Um, and so, yeah, it's... I like Munich. Yeah. I'd, I'd I like love Munich. to see him in, like, a, a comedy, you know? like Well, where you know he, he was, like, a huge comedy star in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I've heard that he's purposely straying away from that, like, because he feels like he's... He'll fall back on that. It's like people are just gonna say, "Oh, he's falling back on it." But it's like, who cares, Eric Bana? Just be interesting. Yeah. Has I anyone? Mean, I think he's gone too far the other way, and now there's no way anybody would ever think of him as a com- as a comedian. Is there like YouTube footage of like his? I found he did some, sketch comedy. Found some. Is it funny? It's 
it was kind of like standard. I mean, okay. Okay. like he, doing like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise impressions and stuff. Hmm. And they weren't like okay. awesome. Like we have I Australian I listeners. That much of it. Oh yeah, uh, Australian listeners, uh, write us and tell us if Eric Bana was funny. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Don't, don't judge me and don't get mad at me if you're like, "He's what do you mean Eric Bana is not funny? He's the funniest." But you know, it's that's <laughs> that, was, the thing. that was the Tim Roth voice. That was <laughs> no, no, Tim Roth was fuck you. This is my Eric Bana voice. No, this is my Austra- Aussie listener voice who thinks <laughs> that I'm an asshole for not thinking Eric Bana's funny, mate. Mike, yeah. um, Bobby, thank you for that Tony Collette impression. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe, I'm a romper stomper, I'm a Mal Gibson, I'm Heath Ledger, I'm a, I'm another hey, Heath Ledger, stuff. that's disrespectful. Right, you're right. It came it came to my brain. <laughs> he's dead. Hey, exactly. dude, let's not talk about the fact that he was Australian now that he's dead. That's just completely <laughs> yeah, disrespectful. Let's not mention Australia. I don't want to remember him as an Australian. <laughs> Speaking of romper stomper, does that movie suck or is it just me? It. Uh it's a movie that where so much of it is so many elements of it are good that you're like this should be good like the acting is really great and really intense and all that kind of thing and you're just like this is in service of something that I'm that's only okay does he ever yeah. say in the movie I'm gonna romp a stomp someone <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so I hope to, I'm a, you know what I am a romp a stomper <laughs> um, okay June 13th The Happening okay is That's this, yeah. uh, something a, I didn't realize. Something I didn't realize until last night when I saw a trailer for it uh, on TV. It's rated R. Well, oh, I didn't realize that either. That's I read the script. Awesome. Just so you guys know. I'm okay. Not gonna spoil. All right. I'm not going to tell you whether Chubby Checker makes an appearance at the end of the movie. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, um, this, this fascinates me because it's it, it, there's some violent stuff in, but, in depicting I mean, the script. The, the fact that. It's like legendary how well guarded M Night Shyamalan's scripts are, and a guy I know has read one. Ju- That's yeah. really weird to me. <laughs> I read a draft of it. I don't know if I. I mean, I uh, I auditioned for a part in the movie, so right. I think they, they sent me this script. I didn't get it. Who, or Zoe did I? That's the twist. I'm not. <laughs> you show up at the end. You're, you're yeah. the villain. That's it. That's it. Here I am. No, but of course. Wow, M Night did it again. <laughs> We this all guy know I that, never uh, heard of it just pops up at the end. We all know that Zoe Deschanel landed that part that you were auditioning <laughs> for. Yeah. Which sucks because Marky and I had such good chemistry. <laughs> Marky? Really? Because I don't I think know. he likes to be called that. <laughs> I, I would imagine. He prefers Mr. Mark, thank you. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mark. The, uh, I, I, we mentioned this before that just like, you know, uh, for the last, last couple of movies, M. Night Shyamalan has been kind of on a, a downturn. And just, but I still am hoping for him to do well. Like I will yeah. always see his movies because yeah. he has so much potential. And and so like, and I saw some early reviews saying that hap- that the happening is not very good. That's a shame. Stick to sci-fi, not movies about '60s art collectives. Well, what he needs to do, <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He needs to try his hand at directing someone else's uh, yeah. material. Because he's he's got an amazing directorial eye and amazing sense of control. Yeah. Uh, but he's he get, he's really self indulgent as a writer, and more so with each film. I didn't see Lady in the Water. It's not very good. And I fell asleep during the village, and then walked out. Because okay. I fell asleep. You sleep you, sl- you sleepwalked out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sleepwalked right out of it. That's a double whammy. It's bad if someone says I walked out. It's bad if someone says I fell asleep. But if you sleepwalked out, <laughs> must have been a bad movie. <laughs> 
Speaking of bad movies, Kung Fu Panda comes out on June 6th. I uh, think that's all we need to say about that. Okay. Get uh, smart. Get smart. I can't say enough. I I, I always I want to talk about Get Smart with everybody about this movie because I'm so not <laughs> excited about it or, or super excited about it. I'm so not sure how to feel about it because I I, I, I love the uh, I love the TV show so much and I think Steve Carell is is perfect. Like he is he's he can be Don Adams so well. Um, what really throws me off about it is the casting of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, because. Although you know what, uh, I mean, she's cast pretty much for her looks, and so was Barbara Feldon as ninety nine, and she yeah. just happened to end up being funny. So maybe Anne Hathaway, who's I think I, and I know she's been good. She's pretty good in Brokeback Mountain, uh, although I don't think she sold the aging thing as well as some of the other actors. But right, uh, and maybe it'll turn out that she could be really funny. But I really wish that, uh, I really wish they had cast someone uh, a comedian, a comedian, if you will. Uh, for that role. She kind of does a character thing in Brokeback Mountain, and then I didn't see him, but Gary Marshall's a famous comedy director, so I'm sure she's really funny in The Princess Diaries. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of cachet in the comedy community. <laughs> um, uh, no. I, here's what I want to say about that. I, I wish that Steve Carell would get back to doing super weird stuff. Like yeah. he did on the Daily Show and like an Anchorman because he's so good, so good. He just he's just like he's like one of the funniest guys ever or something. And he's just he just always plays like, you know, the level after forty year old version. He just kind of plays like a lovable guy, like Dan in real life, or yeah. or like the guy like oh I hope I can learn to love this guy or you know yeah. the kind of still like is he ever gonna get back to like the yelling thing and I'm, I don't know. I think there's well, I think we, there will be plenty of opportunity. Some stuff is so weird that I I laugh so hard at because it. Get Smart the TV show was was occasionally very absurd and I think it, in some ways it was always absurd but sometimes very absurd and I think there I'm hoping that there will be room in this movie for him to do that. I feel like as long as he is a leading actor, I don't know if he will ever get those kind of odd parts. I thought he was really good in Little Miss Sunshine. David and I love him in Anchorman. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's but the, that's the thing is when you're a support, you know, when you're in a supporting role, and the weight of the movie isn't on you, you can be outlandish and strange. And I feel like he's considered a lead actor now, so I don't know if he's going to be if he's ever going to be able to do that again. Right. Yeah. So, and that kind of bums me out because he was so because I mean, his part in Anchorman could never be a lead, <laughs> though it would be awesome if it was. <laughs> I think it's the funniest to, part of the movie. Oh I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the movie's pretty funny. We talked about this, how I, I was let down right. by Anchorman because right. I was like, oh, this is going to be the second coming of the comedy uh, ensemble movie, and it's going to be great. It's going to be the best movie ever. And I was like, I liked it, but it, my expectations were so high that yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, they couldn't have been. But I think he'll, I think he'll be fine in uh, Get Smart. I feel like if he plays roles like that, as where the role itself is funny, like I didn't see Evan Almighty, but. Nothing. It doesn't seem like there's anything particularly funny happening with that character. It's more the situation, but like the actual character in Get Smart is funny. Yeah. And so I feel like if he gets parts like that, they're but, just but a little odd. Also, it's like yeah, it's funny and it's absurd, but it's like he's doing he's doing someone he's doing a performance based off someone else, you know. And it's like he's so original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's like I'm sure he'll be great, and I'm sure it'll have a lot of good laughs, and he'll be fun to watch, but. He's just so original, and there's just so much funny stuff that he does. I just want to see him do more original no, funny stuff. I didn't see Evan Almighty. Did you guys? No. See, did you see it four yeah. times? 
<laughs> okay, well, answer me this then. Is Lauren Graham funny in it? No, I didn't see it. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Lauren Graham, because I think uh, Lauren Graham, I think she spent. I think she like she spent too long on Gilmore Girls, even though that was a good show. I think she's as an actress, she's like locked into that now. She's that's sort of a fast talking Gilmore Girls style. Yeah. style of talking. But if you remember, I don't like, know. She's pretty good in Bad Santa. She's good in Bad Santa. But if you remember her, like uh, she did like three a three episode stint on News Radio. She was great. She's in that. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, and I, I would like to get her back to that. But, but yeah, I, I forgot about Bad Santa. She is really funny in that. <laughs> uh, now to on to a movie that that makes Get Smart look like the Second Coming, uh, The Love Guru, uh, which I, I still haven't seen a trailer for it. I saw a trailer for it. I've been it. avoiding it. I uh, it's kind of one of those topics where it's like, oh, this feels laborious to talk about, and just that like it doesn't look good, and it looks a little more offensive. Um, and, uh, I kind of don't get the joke by watching the train. Is he a white guy who's, who's, uh, or is he a Indian guy? I don't really know anything about it, to be honest. And he's called Pitka. Is that a pun or something? Is that based off the commercial director, Joe Pitka, you know, who directed this movie Space Jam? Um, well, it would have to be. I can't It must be. That's the only being. reference it must be. Because, like, what is Pitka? Why is that funny? Not that, I mean, Austin Powers is kind of a funny name, but he's just like, oh, I will call my character Pitka. Right. Um, um, well, I want to say uh, something about it that I I kind of touched on this with the get smart thing. Uh, it's Mike Myers, but then his co co stars are Jessica Alba and Justin Timberlake. Again, people who are not known for being funny. And why can't we have Justin Timberlake's pretty funny, funny on his SNL appearances? Okay, that's true. That's true. Um, but I I still think like Anchorman. I guess I I, I don't. If a movie's going to be a comedy, it should commit. It shouldn't be all resting on the shoulders of one. It can have one person's voice, like 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 Anchorman or Billy Madison does. It's very much in their in their stars' voices. But the stars have crowned, surrounded themselves with an ensemble of funny people, and that yeah. makes for a funnier movie. And and th- this just uh, the Love Guru, and to a certain extent, my problem with Get Smart. Although I think The Rock can be funny too. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's it. It feels Alan like Arkin is also in Get Smart. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, that's it's got another guy who's cast. perfect for. Uh, um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy who played the chief in the original Ed. Uh, oh, I don't remember. But yeah, but me. I mean, it's and I feel like he will because that role is n- nondescript enough. I mean, the original guy did fine, but I feel like Ed Ar- uh, Alan Arkin could. The original guy did great. He did great. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm sorry, I don't mean to. But like the part itself, I mean, Maxwell Smart is so. I mean, it's such a. There's only like one way to play that part. I uh-huh. feel like Alan Arkin could find some new things to do with that character, and and it's weird because I think now when I think of him, I think of like, you know, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I think of it in like Thirteen Conversations about one thing, but for a long time I thought of him as like the dad in Edward Scissorhands, like a kind yeah. of clueless. Yeah, guy. I or always the, the, so, the therapist you, at Gross Point Blank. Have you seen right. a lot of his seventies and and sixties? Uh, seen Wait Until Dark. What yeah. Have you Where? seen uh, Little Murders, which he directed? He only has like a small part in it, but the movie mm-hmm. is like no, no. It's so good. It's written based on a play by Jules Pfeiffer. It's probably like I'd I'd put it up there in, in one of my kind of like favorite lesser known movies. It's pretty yeah. great, and uh, um, it's really weird. And but but has a narrative thread you can follow and yeah uh, stars Elliot Gould and hmm. Vincent Gardenia this other character actor who I I've IMDb'd him and he's hardly really done anything I think his name is John Corcus and he's like hilarious in the movie just mm-hmm. a character actor just makes you laugh out loud yeah Vincent Gardenia too uh, what, do we, what do we have to say about Wall E uh, I will say this about uh, Pixar in general and this 
fits into Wally, um, is that I've started describing Pixar as like Bob Ross, who is like <laughs> every time I watch Bob Ross, happy little robot. Yeah, well, he just he <laughs> <laughs> like. He, he'll do like a painting and then he'll like and it's going along great I'm like wow he's a really good painter then he'll like decide he's gonna put a cabin in the middle of everything and I'm like oh my gosh that looks awful why did you ruin your own painting and then he'll make it work I'm like oh right and it doesn't matter how often that happens I will still panic when he decides to incorporate something <laughs> and you'd think I would learn you'd think I'd be like you know what he knows what he's doing I'll just go with him let's have some faith in Bob and Ross with, and with Pixar I'm just like really a movie about cars. Now, Cars is not that good, but I, I liked it way more than I thought I would. And then with Ratatouille, my favorite movie of last year, I'm like, a, sh- a rat chef? Really? Come on. And then with, with Wall-E, I'm just like, oh, it's about a robot? I saw that before. It was called Robots. And then... You but, saw Robots? No. <laughs> I didn't see that. But <laughs> I saw that. I just saw, like, computer animated and just a world of robots and that kind of thing. But then, but then I saw the trailer for Wall-E. I'm just like, yeah. why don't... I just need to shut up. Because Pixar is always going to be good. Like I, well, don't, I think they will always be good. Okay. Uh, well, I, I didn't love Ratatouille as much as you did. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, right. I tried to watch it recently, uh, and I kept getting bored. And I don't know if I just was distracted or I was just I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling well or yeah. whatever. Uh, or and it wasn't widescreen. It was. Hmm. I watched it in Tulsa. Of my mom, and I think we both were sort of like half paying attention. Well, there's you know? your problem because Tulsa is just a bad movie city. Bet you don't watch movies in Tulsa. <laughs> no, don't thank do you. That. You do not go to Tulsa to That's watch movies. That's a given. Yeah, and, I, and everyone I, knows that. Yeah, I flat out didn't like Monsters Inc. You and I watched it. You and I, I went like to Finding saw Nemo it in the theater, and I yeah. thought you liked it a lot. No, I, I think from the beginning, Finding Nemo is possibly still my favorite. Uh, uh, I think of their films. for I, me, it's between that and uh, The Incredibles. But the like, Incredibles is also very but just I feel like they're always. At the, it's always at least good, and yep. so I just, and just, I guess it's a function of myself that I just need to know that's like, you know what, I'm going to like what they do. I like I their ballsy casting choices. Oh yeah, like Craig T. Nelson is a lead. That, that's that was always Albert my thing. Brooks. Is yeah. and we've discussed this before. That's just like Patton Oswalt. As Pat, a lead yeah, Patton in Oswalt, the and then like, oh, he, it's like he's the, he's the rat, and then, uh, and then for the for the young chef, we'll get one of our uh, character designers to do the voice. It's like, yeah. oh, great. Lou Romano, yeah, let's all go see him. Now, who's the voice of Wall-E? <clears throat> I don't know. Does it have a voice? Uh, no, I, I think that was my joke. Oh, okay. I think maybe Michael Winslow was doing it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past these crazy Pixar guys. I know. <laughs> with their uh, inspired casting choices. You know, uh, Michael Winslow is kind of uh, is an easy like, punchline or whatever because he was like famous for a while for one right. thing. But have you seen there's like a Geico ad now that he's on? Yeah. I've and I find it. myself falling right back into watching Police Academy being like, I, I love watching him do that. Yeah, it is it is a talent. It's yeah. like, uh, it just happens to be, it's like, I know what I'm going to get, but I do love what I'm going to get. So yeah. it all works out. Okay, how about uh, you don't mess with the Zohan? Uh, Should we even talk about it? Because I don't want to mess with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm. That was pretty good. I would have made the same joke if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if I want to mess with it. Uh I'll make. I'm gonna make one for every movie that we talk about now. Well, I'm gonna say the same thing that you said about M Night Shyamalan. Even though I'm often disappointed by Adam Sandler, I always look forward to his movies. Hmm. Uh, Chuck and Larry. I, I, I kind of lost that. One? I still haven't seen it. But I it's saw in my it. Netflix queue. All right. I saw Chuck and Larry. Is it good? Uh, I like Kevin no, James. No, but I'm yes, Kevin James I found defender. myself uh, entertained. But then I also thought it was. I mean, it's like a little like 
it's a few years too late, you know, to make a hey guys, gay people are like everyone movie, you know, right. like but it seemed like it was targeted at like middle America that was sort of that was sort of you know like now like an Adam Sandler audience that sort of like now wait a second a movie where Adam Sandler's playing a gay guy and then in the end you learn like oh okay so maybe yeah these gay people are just like us because his character learned that I can learn that too. But did it feel we talked about this a little bit on the the first uh, the first take of this? Um, uh, in all his movies, like I, I don't think we'll ever get back to a Billy Madison, which is pure anarchic id mm. you know but um uh in all his movies there seem to be a few scenes that that are like that that have that that sort of reckless abandon like a, you know all the scenes with with dan Aykroyd and 51st dates i think are really funny it. and really adam sandlery are there any uh does does chuck and larry ever get weird like that you know i really don't even remember i think maybe some of the stuff with nick swardson in it uh oh, sure. gets kind of crazy uh, like he, he he is kind of a crazy characterization but there's not you know what? You know who's great in the movie? Ving Rhames. Uh-huh. Ving Rhames is fully committed in that movie, and like he really does bring a sincerity to his character. He plays a fireman who's like really intimidating, and uh, and then we find out that he's actually gay, hmm. and uh, oh, and great. he's like a, he's like a hidden queen. You ruined it for me. Well, it's in the middle of the movie, so oh, okay. There is the there so is so it's kind of like the crying game thing. Like everybody talks about the the reveal in the crying game, like it's like the big twist at the end, but yeah. it comes at like the fifty minute mark. There's yeah, still don't a worry. Lot of, don't there's worry. a lot of movie. There's left a lot after. more movie left. Um, it only it really only enhances the rest of the movie knowing that he's gay midway through. From the tw- you you mentioned liking Kevin James, and I'm right there with you. I I liked him. He was my favorite part of Hitch. I liked King of Queens. I and liked like, King of Queens. And too. I remember from the the trailer for Chuck and Larry, it, the movie looked very bad. But he does have that one line that just ma- it makes me laugh now when he's talking. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're uh, we're uh, big time fruits." <laughs> and he just says it like with such a li- his character says it with just such a lack of commitment. Do you like uh, do you like Kevin James? As a let's get a comic uh, a comedian's point of view. Do you yeah, like Kevin James. I, I guess I don't have a a problem with what I've seen him do. I'm, I'm I, I, he's not going to get me into the theater. But I did also read the script for a movie coming up that uh, he's making called Mall Cop, or it's about a mall cop or something. Uh, and okay, it's, it's had some funny parts. It seemed like it was a good idea in there. You know, it had some heart to it. Okay, so it's like maybe I'm maybe I'll retract that statement. And yeah, maybe I'll see Mall Cop if it looks good. Um, All right. Um Let's talk about the awkwardly named The X-Files, I Want to Believe. Mm. Do you have anything to say don't about it? don't know anything about it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, last time I said I knew a girl once who was Jillian Anderson's stunt double, and she drank a lot. And, uh, she peed and on she, your friend. She peed on my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I stole your thunder there. That's okay. You can, you can have it. I, no, I liked the name of... Uh, I never saw Fight the Future. Yeah. But that's a much better name than I Want to Believe. I know. That sounds like... Uh, Did I say stunt double or stand-in? I think you said stand-in. I don't remember now. She I was the stand-in. She wasn't the stunt double. The stunt double who can't hold her liquor <laughs> passes out and pees. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like a little uh, uh, log line for a short film or something. Um, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I uh, I never got into the X Files. I always wanted to, but I just you know maybe on D- maybe now that it's all on DVD, I will. If I were. But, uh, uh, a little bit older, I think I really would have gotten into it, but I, yeah. I wasn't in the in in sixth or seventh grade when it started. I wasn't in the yeah. mind frame to to get into a show like that. Me neither. Although they look like they've both aged wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. Without any kind of, doesn't look like either of them had any work done. So I commend that. That's great. Let's keep those those faces natural. Probably have a lot of uh, 
health. Oh, Hancock. I'm excited about that. Um, are you? I think I am, yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know anything about it, but I like the idea of a deadbeat superhero type movie. That's all I know about it, really. And I heard that before, before I heard that the script used to be even darker, but then it's not quite as dark or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I like Peter Berg, even though I, d- I didn't see The Kingdom. It didn't look very good to me, but uh, I, li- I like the films that he's directed. Yeah. I, I, I like Very Bad Things. I like, uh, I like The Rundown, and, yeah. I, and I like uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's uh, – I like the the trailer. The thing that just cracked me up is the thing at the end with where he throws the whale into the ocean. Oh, yeah, I and forgot hit, about that. And I it hits like a that. sailboat, and it, like, screams right before it hits it. And uh, that made me laugh. I'm laughing now when I think about a whale <laughs> screaming as it flies through the air. Makes me chuckle quite a bit. So, you know, if it has – if it continues that kind of mindset where that kind of weird, absurd type thing, then uh, – then I, I don't know. I I may, I may be on board with it. Okay. But that's the only part of the trailer that looked that good to me. Yeah, I guess when when I first really? heard because now that you mention it, I'm like, well, that's the part that makes me sad. I don't like whales getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love that, and I'm like, oh, I I changed my mind about Hancock. It's a joke, Josh. Think. It's oh. a joke. All right. Well, good I Lord. don't find Just... your sense of humor. I have not. I got bored of my <laughs> I think I simply answer. found it. When the movie, yeah. I don't find it. I don't. I'm looking all over. Where? Someone had told me about the movie before. Um, before I ever saw a trailer, and I immediately thought it was going to be very dark, like you said, and I was really excited about it. And I think when I saw the trailer is when I, I started to get a little disappointed. Is it PG-13? I, I think so. <laughs> Snoring, boring, the old man sleeping. I don't think that's how that goes. It's oh, is that that's the song? It's storing, it's raining, the old man is tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's a song you sing when you get bored, right? (laughs) Uh, Ah, man. You know what's not boring? Uh, The Dark Knight. Damn right. Damn right. I'm in. I'm in. You know, I wasn't as excited. Uh, This is going to sound really bad, but post Heath Ledger's death, I become more intrigued. I'm like, oh, I really can't wait to see what. I, you know, this is the lot. Like, I was never a huge Heath Ledger fan. I'm like, oh, he's a good actor. But I'm really excited to see what he's doing now because, like, oh, this is the last, really, one of the last Heath Ledger performances. And it's, he really, someone who puts so much work into it, into yeah. a role that they died. That's, I mean, that's, that's a real, you got to pay respect to that and see the movie. <coughs> yeah. Or be intrigued and by I, it. I, but I, I was a big Heath Ledger fan. I think, uh, really starting, uh, with, with Monsters Ball, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I liked, uh, I enjoyed I a nice tale. He was miscast that. in Monsters Ball. I'm like, he doesn't look anything like Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, that's not important to me though. If the, if the performance is good, right? Yeah. Um, Tyler, you wanted to. I think you wanted to say something about the whackness, didn't you? Oh, what? Last, oh, last time um, you uh, <coughs> you made a stop uh, on the whackness. Did so I? Okay. You better follow through. Say oh my something gosh! Astounding. Ah, oh my gosh! Now <laughs> I got to get philosophical. Um, no, I. Uh, I'm excited. I'm cautiously excited for the Wackness because I love Ben Kingsley and I like Josh Peck, who uh, who's the kid, and he was in uh, Mean Creek. Did a great job in Mean Creek. I don't. Did you ever see Mean Creek? Either of you? I, oh I, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, oh, you got it. Is this the thing at the beginning where a kid gets beat up? I think I saw the beginning. Yes, I believe so. Um, yeah, and listeners, those who haven't seen uh, Mean Creek, absolutely see it. It is. It, it stars the to me uncanny Rory Culkin. Yeah, oh, I like him. The, I like all the Culkins. He's my favorite of the Culkins. Yeah, but, I agree. But that's a ta- that's a a talented brood because I like Kieran Culkin quite a bit as well. 
Um, yeah. Macaulay was the coolest when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, he's Mac. Awesome. I, like I call him Mac. Do yeah. you? Yeah. I always Mac wanted to attack. Hang. I, I always wanted to be like, oh yeah, my friend Macaulay. Yeah, well, I'm friends with Macaulay, but <laughs> my cousin lied. I remember I was visiting with my cousin. He was like, he was like, oh yeah, Macaulay Culkin goes to my school. So does Elijah Wood. And like, <laughs> he's a big liar. But he's he, was this in Oklahoma? Uh. I we would visit at my grandparents. He lived in Nashville. Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood don't live in Nashville. Yeah. Somehow, you know, when I was eleven or ten, like I believed my cousin Andy. He was like, "Oh yeah, no, we hang out." And I'm like, "Really? Really? Ah, it's so cool." Man, what an odd lie to tell. Yeah. Not thought out that much. Yeah. Man, Andy gets to be friends with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Yeah, and Elijah Wood. See now, I. I stuck when I would lie. I, I, I would stay geographically. I tried to tell people that I went to school with Kevin Klein, but I had the other problem is that he's way too old to be in third grade. No, 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 no. He's in. He's in third grade. He's just uh, picking up some. Uh, he's doing research. But Kevin Klein is from St. Louis, as am I. Just to, um, just to clarify that. But so with the Wagness, I like those two, but I just feel like there's. You know, it's uh, what what was it? It won like the audience award at something. What was it? At, at, at Sundance. At Sundance. Sundance, and you know that could be a. I feel like that's not necessarily something to brag about. It's kind of the I don't know about the audience award in particular, but big Sundance buzz has started to be like a warning sign to me. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, like, like like Little Miss Sunshine was it was a big one, and <clears throat> I'm really trepidatious about Son of Rambo. I saw it. Oh yeah. It was uh. It was good. I actually welled up at the end, huh. but then I felt a little manipulated. I was like, "Oh, that that was a, like a cheat welled up." Yeah, like I got cheated by the by the tear. And there's a couple parts I'm like, oh, "I don't know if I buy this." And oh, this kid's a jerk. And oh, well, you know, I, I I didn't love it, but I was like, oh, "That's pretty good." Okay, I, I like the uh, I like Hammer and Tongs. I like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Did you say that? I fell asleep. Did you I was, sleepwalk? I was, ti- I was tired. I didn't sleepwalk. I was just <laughs> okay. So it was wasn't that bad. <laughs> the Wackness, uh Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see it. It's got an interesting cast. I feel like it might just. It might be one of those things where it's like, oh, an old man and a young boy, and <clears throat> he'll start to learn about the young guy's customs, and then you get, then you're treated to the old man using young slang and stuff, and it's just like, yeah, okay. I, that's what it could be, and oh, I like, hope like that it's 90s. not. You think there'll be lots of? T- it takes a ni- place in '94, so you think there'll be lots of. Ah, it's too bad Kurt Cobain just died a couple months ago. <laughs> well, ah, it's too bad. Uh, hey, I got this new Tribe Called Quest CD. <laughs> well, just in general, like I just, you know, right. I hope Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he won't amount to anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see this new. What, what do you think, guys? Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump? Which one's better this year? <laughs> I hope there's lots of. Conversation about that. It's supposed to be a love letter to the nineties. <laughs> on, on a, I, uh, I uh, last year, late last year, I did a little part in a movie in Oregon, and uh, the actress Jane Adams was in it, and she. Oh, I like her. Yeah, I like her she's too. she was awesome. That and was kind of creepy the way I said it, but it's kind of. <laughs> oh, I like her. I have kind of a crush on her. <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she has a small part in the Wackness, and she was talking about when she did a scene with Ben Kingsley. And uh, after the scene was over, she said it went really well. And then after the scene was over, he looked at her and goes, oh, that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's this movie that that, uh, that you were in Oregon? Was it Old Joy? Yeah, we got to keep an eye out. Oh, well, maybe maybe as more <laughs> as I hear more about it, I'll tell you more about it. It's a, it's a baseball movie. All right. Okay. Yeah, I played the friend of the league. Oh, okay. nice. That so, sounds like a significant part. 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it, but uh, right. it uh, it was fun to do. All right. Yeah. It's, it's not the bench warmers. It didn't already come out. No, it didn't okay. already come out. Okay. <laughs> well, we c- we'll keep an, an eye out for it uh, someday. Yeah. Bench warmers wasn't in, in indie. N- no. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought that was what. Uh... It's a remake of Bench Warmers. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to video sequel is yeah. what we're going with, and uh... I thought I thought I'd read that David Spade was only doing indies. <laughs> He's like, I've had it. <laughs> He's only doing indie studios. sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> they took away my movie, Dickie Roberts, and they messed it all up. Yeah, um, that was supposed to be his yeah, deer hunter. Exactly. <laughs> d- d- Dickie Roberts, the spade cut. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I wish Criterion would release the spade cut of Dickie Roberts. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we also got a, coming out uh, July, July 4th. That's our nation's birthday. Um, a documentary about Hunter S. Thompson. And uh, mm. this is uh, something I'm also trepidatious about because yeah. will it be? Because I mean, it, there's a lot of good stuff to make a good movie about, but will it be too glorifying? Will will it be an idolization as so many are want to do with with him? Yeah, like I I feel like it. I, if it's objective and says like, yeah, this guy is incredibly flawed, but still really interesting, you know. But uh, look at the way he lived his life. It's not necessarily something that should be encouraged, but yeah. his general attitude and his writing skills were really fascinating. But, like, I hope it's that, you know, because he is an interesting guy. But, like, if it's just like, yeah, man, he had it figured out. When he killed himself, he just couldn't stand this bullshit anymore. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's awful. That's a horrible thing. And just, uh, yeah, I just yeah. hope it's Maybe the it was the fact that he realized he hadn't grown at all as a writer in 50 years. <laughs> he writes really fascinatingly, but if once you've read... You just read one collection of his work, and you've you've yeah. got it. You know how he's going to write about any other subject, right? So, uh, Step Brothers. I have a lot of say, say about Hunter S. Thompson. I've se- I've seen seen the two movies, haven't read his books, and I like his appearances on Conan. Yeah, when yeah. he goes real crazy. Uh, he was on Conan once, and he uh, claimed that he had made his shoes. Uh, like he right he had he clearly had a pair of Nikes on, <laughs> but he uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I uh, you know. I made these, I got the leather, and I, I manufactured them. And then Conan's just like, clearly there's a Nike swoosh on the side. He's like, well, you know, I put it on there to make it stylish. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of amusing, yeah. So uh, There's certain guests where Conan, it seems like he's like, he's tiptoes around. He's not going to really play the, like, jump around Conan guy. Right. Like, he's he's a little more cautious with Hunter S. Thompson. Like, maybe maybe Hunter S. Thompson is armed. He's not going to. Yeah. yeah, that's a. He's kind of like that when Jerry Lewis is on the show, too. It's like. Uh oh, we don't want Jerry Lewis to lash out and be like, "You respect the old guys" or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, Step Brothers. I'm excited. I kind of. You guys watched too. the trailer yet? No, not Still yet. Still haven't watched it. It's funny. It's funny. I mean, there's I... one part out that I laughed out loud at. I talked about this where it seemed like it's like kind of like more some like of the SNL type Will Ferrell stuff that he hasn't been doing in movies. You know, like he's yeah. exhausted a certain style of the the um, oh yes, Will Ferrell. Thing I'm not trying to imitate him, but like you know what I'm talking about. There's yeah, a Will yeah. Ferrell thing that he does, and uh, I always loved him on SNL, and I love him now. But I would like to see him do more of some of the. There's a part in the trailer when he's being interviewed, and the woman says something he doesn't want to hear. He's like, "You sound stupid when you talk," or something like that. I don't remember what it is, but it made me laugh really hard. Now, uh, a friend of mine uh, actually got a chance to s- to see it. Uh, the, uh, it wasn't complete at the time. It was like a, a rough cut and. Yeah, I'm not sure he knows somebody. He got in to see it, uh, and he said it was, it was really funny. But as a movie, you know, as a narrative, it was weak. 
And uh, is is that enough for you guys that a movie's just really funny, or does it does it have to be something else? Good question. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that I over the years, and especially upon coming to L.A. and talking to you know comedians and that kind of thing, I remember I I really started thinking about it when we had Matt Belknap on the show and how for him, if he's watching a movie that is solely comedy, that's all it claims to be, uh-huh. then really just the amount of times he laughs is is enough like it could have i mean the actual filmmaking quality could be shit the you know it could not have any themes there there couldn't be any consistency to the characters but as long as he is laughing out loud a lot it's a success and i and it, you know for a long time i liked my comedies to have something underneath you know and i still do i still prefer it but yeah i prefer, it. Yeah. I prefer it too but, you know, I stopped apologizing for the fact that I like Dirty Work a long time ago. Yeah. Because it makes me laugh uproariously, you know. And it's a comedy that's all, that, and that's all it wants to do. And so in that, so it wants to make you laugh hard. It does make you laugh hard. So it's a success. The, the difference between, like, aesthetically, if you look at something like Dirty Work and Step Brothers... Step Brothers looks like it's going to be a movie that's got a movie inside of it. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of want Step Brothers by the looks of it, by the trailer, and by the. They've got Will Ferrell, who's a huge star, and they've got John C. <coughs> Riley, who's a huge, credible star, Academy Award guy. And it seems like, you know, and Adam McKay, who, you know. Yeah. It just seems like it should, like, it should deliver. Like, they. You look at that still from in Entertainment Weekly. He's it's a really nicely composed shot. Yeah, you well, want a movie. Well Dirty lit. Work is sloppy. It's like they threw it together. It was like yeah, they're just yeah. having fun on set and like, and it's just joke, 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 gag, 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 and it's really funny. And I guess I kind of want a little more from my event comedy movie. Like yeah, if Step it's Brothers. gonna if it's gonna look polished, it better be. Yeah, it's like yeah otherwise, yeah. you know, if it's just gonna like. That's why. That's why I was a little let down by Anchorman. I thought it was going to be crazy, absurd gags, and then a, a story that like really involved me. And it was really just awesome, absurd gags and funny, and everyone being funny. And I think it probably comes from they probably get on the set and everyone's really hilarious and they just improvise a bunch. Oh, try that again. Say this. Oh, try that again. Say this. And they just kind of like pick whatever the funniest improv bit was and yeah. key, key it in there. But it doesn't always work for. I don't know. I have no idea how they direct their movies. They're they're way better than I am. At directing movies, I give up. I just totally recoiled on what my point was. <laughs> I give just up. I suck. The just point got quieter is, quieter and quieter and quieter. And never mind. Forget so. it. All right, <laughs> forget it. You guys gonna, are he's right. He's sleepwalk right on the podcast. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need. I don't need a good story in my comedies. <laughs> uh, do you need a good story in your musicals? Mamma Mia, Abba, mm. Meryl Streep. I don't have Colin a, Firth, Christine Baranski. <laughs> Next page. Uh, meet Dave. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> hey, uh, yes. I talked about this. Yes, it seems to be the new thing for comedies yeah. to put the word "meet" in front of them. Like, meet the Browns, meet the Spartans, meet the parents, meet the Fockers, meet Dave, meet this, meet, meet. You had a good one. Meet Mallet. Oh yeah, the joke that I had made meet was Rocket. that uh, yeah, that uh, meet Joe Black That's was not hilarious. very funny. But that seems to be like the go-to. Like, you know, like, huh? What do we call it? Oh, meet. So and so, meet John 
Jucci or whatever. And it used to be like. For the record, Meet John Jucci is very funny. I laugh my ass. That's out. why they did it. They're like, Meet John Jucci was a hit. So <laughs> if we just put meat in front of someone. Did you and, guys and, see Meet John Gotti? <laughs> Hilarious. Their, uh, their theory is that, like, it wasn't the movie or the content that made it funny, it was the title. Yeah, <laughs> audience flock. Audiences flock to the screen because it was had the word meet in the. They beginning. want to meet people. Yeah. You go to the yeah. movies to meet people. People exactly. are lonely. Movies, okay, <laughs> movies they want are social networking. <laughs> they want really. a new friend. And now we got this uh, Dave. We can Someone all be friends with Dave. Home. He's saying, oh, "I'm alone. I got nothing to do. I need a life. I need a friend." He he looks at his TV. He sees a commercial. Says, "Meet Dave." All right, I'm going. Is my money. <laughs> this is the guy they hired for marketing for movies, right? You know, like uh, let's get uh, let's get Guido, the movie marketer, in there. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Here's twenty bucks. Are you guys uh, excited about Hellboy Two? Meet the Golden Army. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I absolutely am. I and didn't see Hellboy One. You gotta see, see it. it. It's I, awesome. Trailer looks awesome for Part Two, but I'm lost. I'm like, oh, I don't get it. Oh, Hellboy, he's a wisecracker. Okay, he's a firecracker. I'll tell he's you. A that. Firecracker. In a um, sec. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Got, you got to watch the first one. I'm excited about the second one simply because the first one didn't do that well financially, and so this came about from the director saying, "You know what? I want to do this again." It didn't come from studios saying, "We gotta, we gotta get on board with Although the I, with the other one." You know, I think it has had 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 some legs on home video. It had it got some, like a but I mean, release. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, know? there was that, but just. I mean, I feel the like David Spade cut of Dickie Roberts. <laughs> did not, That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the this did not come about from people wanting to capitalize on the first. I really feel like this. If if they capitalized on anything, it might have been that Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro is a slightly more well known director now than he was then, um, because of like Pan's Labyrinth and that kind of thing. Like his name actually is recognizable now, and yeah. so yeah, I'm excited to see it. Well, he's got a good track record with sequels. Uh, well, Blade 2. Ron Perlman has a good one. track record with playing people in makeup. Yeah, Ron Perlman has a good track record in my heart. Beauty. Except, Damn did right. you guys see that movie made by Larry Fessenden? No, you and I were talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Don't I, see, I it. Didn't see what it. What is it? The Last Winter last or something? Winter. Or? The, hmm. the Last Winter? Or is it, I don't remember. Winter. It takes place in Antarctica, and it's just a mess, and it's just boring, and it doesn't make sense. It kind of feels like Ron Perlman stepped on the set and was like, get out of my way. Here's what we're doing in this. No, this is what we're doing. And like... <laughs> It just it's just dull, and also he made this other movie called Windigo, which was dull, and uh, and it's just nothing happens. You're just like when's the movie gonna pick up? And they even make reference to Windigo in Last Winter or whatever it's called. Hmm. They have this one like, you know, spiritual woman, and then she she's helping someone who's been hurt, and she goes, "Have you heard of Windigo?" <laughs> My friend and I, Zaljanon and I, were watching it, and because we have like a Zaljanon ongoing... friend of the show. That's yes. right. We have an ongoing joke about uh, how Wendigo sucks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like we saw, went to see last winter, and we're like, oh, maybe this one's going to be good. And then the woman just mentions Wendigo, and like. <laughs> now, not to, not to talk to, about Zaljanai behind his back, but I happen to know that one of his favorite movies is Leprechaun 3, yeah. the one where he's in Las <laughs> Vegas. So, uh, I'm, uh, so I'm not sure of his opinion on Wendigo. I think it makes it even more valid. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of the Leprechaun movies, 3 is probably the best made. I'd say that's about right. Yeah, and also that means very little. Yeah. Worst Made is number four, the one in space. That one's it's, horrendous. It's, it's painful to, to watch. Have you seen the have you seen I've the seen quite a few. Have you, I have not seen, I've seen Leprechaun in the Hood, and then there's a sequel. There's to Back to the, Back to the, to the, the Hood. Hood. I have yeah. not seen Back to the Hood. Uh, it's and I just, good. and I also, 
upon here listening to a previous podcast, like was sh- shooting myself in the foot because I was like, "What? I missed the leprechaun." Yeah, well, yeah. we'll do it again next okay, year. I'm in. They will. Damn do it. I'll be there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It I was like, I gotta day. go to the. Oh, it was two months ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's why All you right. gotta be. Uh, you know, you gotta be with it. You gotta be current on the podcast. You're right. So. All right, Pineapple Express. I'll see it. Except I, I don't like. I'm not excited about that type of pot humor. This, everything in it looks great to me, except that type of like, oh, that is good weed. I love to smoke on the weed. Toka, toka, toka. Like, I just don't respond to that type of humor, uh-huh. and it's just not funny to me. And I, I've also never been a pot smoker, so maybe it's like an inside joke that pot people have that I just don't get. You know, like, oh, toke, toke, pass, pass, give, puff, puff, give. <laughs> Although I did think Friday was funny when I was in middle school. My friends used to quote it all the time. But uh, yeah, I still think Friday holds up to some extent. No, I don't love it as much as I did when I was in eighth grade. But it's it's not it's actually not that bad. Yeah, but yeah, that part in the beginning, everything in the trailer looks pretty entertaining, except that part when Seth Rogen's in the car, like I'm driving with the weed. <laughs> I love the weed. Smoke a toke a toke. I'm not seeing like the trailer. Gordon. Does he actually say all that, or is that your impression? It's, it's my interpretation. Okay, my personal enough. interpretation. All right, all right. it's all right. close enough. Uh, here's a comedy I'm very excited about. Absolutely, Tropic Thunder. Me too. <coughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, I've got high hopes. I'll see it. I'll yeah. be there. We Rob talked Dan about Gino this. Awesome in it. We yeah, talked about definitely. this before. That just you know, Ben Stiller was a guy who I liked for a long time, and then he just started doing things I didn't care for, and doing a lot of them. And I remember for a, a few years ago when I saw him, when I saw him in Anchorman, because he has that brief yeah. cameo as like the, and he's got this big flowing wig and he's like speaking spanish and all that kind of thing and i'm just like you know what man you you just need to stop you just need to stop take a break you know come back to me that that his cameo in anchorman was almost uh, a breath of fresh air where i realized oh right he yeah now he's a 20 million dollar a movie megastar yeah but at heart he's still uh, a real like a comic actor he's a real comedian well that's true and i i guess maybe maybe it wasn't necessarily that cameo i think it was just the fact that he showed up doing something crazy and, like, I don't know, just even stuff where, like, he is a funny guy, but I just felt like he hadn't really been doing funny stuff lately. Like, he had just simply, like, all right, I've got this funny mustache and this long hair. I think that's kind of treading the same ground as he used to, just, like, is that what you mean? Yeah, and it's just, just like kind of... I've seen him do this before. But, like, with Tropic Thunder, because, you know, he was he's behind and in front of the camera, like, I feel like this is something that he... You know, that he's not necessarily phoning it in. It's something yeah. that he wants to do, and it's it's got it's it's a weirdly high concept in a way that really reminds me of the Ben Stiller show, right. which is still the funniest thing that he's ever done and one of my favorite sketch comedy series of all time. Oh yeah, it's like meta and it's specific and it's yeah. like it's like got like kind of movie lover type inside jokes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and then like really good. Characters and characterizations, and yeah, so just a, like and a great cast. I yeah. mean, any any kind of outlandish comedy that that has Nick Nolte in it, like, all right, yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> We're in a comedy. I'm doing a comedy. Um, well, he does have one of the funniest lines are you big? Uh, ever from uh, Trixie, where. Uh, Remember, oh, did you ever see Trixie? I didn't see the, it. Uh, I like Alan Rudolph, though. I do, too. I, um, uh, remember My Name, if you Tyler, guys... Tyler, not so much a fan. No, you, have you seen he's, Remember he's, My Name? No. I, just Chaplin? like, like uh, 
the you know breakfast of champions and then Trixie is like he he just has such this heightened kind of thing that I just it stresses me out to watch his movies. <laughs> I liked Trixie more than Breakfast of Champions. So right. I wouldn't say that I that I don't like him. I just not Did you like Secret Lives of Dentists? He, he yeah, it's all right. I really like Secret Lives I've of Dentists. I've seen Dentist. more I haven't seen his recent. I've seen more of his 70s movies like Welcome to LA, which is kind of oh. a Robert Altman wannabe movie. Yeah. It's got some but, cool uh, stuff. But yeah, in the it. the line that in in yeah. Trixie when Nick Nolte's like, "Calm down, you're all acting like a bunch of clowns." Uh, my father took me to the circus when I was young. And a clown killed him. <laughs> <laughs> but he says like it with absolute Nick Nolte professionalism. Because like, yeah. he just says it with such him. a straight face. He's just like, he goes, I don't like all this clowning around. When I was young, you know, like he's telling this cautionary tale. That <laughs> ends, when I was young, my father took me to the circus. And a clown killed him. And he just <laughs> says it was such a strike. It's say literally no. probably one of the h- biggest laughs I've ever had in oh, yeah. any movie ever. I laugh so hard at that. Did you guys, did you, are you a big fan of Three Fugitives? <laughs> I, uh, I have not I, seen I think that was the first movie so where long. I was like, who's Nick Nolte? Because I went to see it when I was a kid because Martin Short was in it. And then I was like, it's like Martin Short and Nick Nolte. And I was like, Mom, who's Nick Nolte? Oh, he's in action movies or something. But uh, Yeah, I, I knew... Uh, yeah, when I was young, I knew Nick Nolte as uh, being in Forty Eight Hours, <laughs> a movie that I was not allowed to watch. Yeah, when I was young, but uh, which I've since ah, seen. Photographic memory—that's that's a line that always stuck with me. <laughs> like I would always repeat it. He says that in part two, like, "Hey," or she's like telling him information, and she's like, "How are you going to remember all this stuff?" He's like, "I got a photographic memory." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Two. Uh, I've got very little to say about it, except do you think there's four? Main stars of it. Okay. Blake Lively is the only one who has not uh, been the star of a hit television series. I don't know. Any, do you think I there's some... Well, I've uh, got nothing on this one. I don't know who any, who any of these... Uh, okay, well, Alexis Bledel was, of course, the Gilmore Girl. Right. Uh, America Ferrara, we all know her as Ugly oh, okay. Betty because she's so ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amber Tamblyn was, of course, Joan of Arcadia. Oh, all right. Now, there's Blake Lively. Do you think that she... Uh, uh, do you think well, she, I think this she, will kick She's the off. Ringo of the group? <laughs> exactly. They're just like, they're just like. Look, she was in the first one. We can't recast, <laughs> but uh, we can't. We can't get Kristen Bell or something like that. We can't get, can't get Heidi from the hills. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'd like to put on the the traveling pants and walk over to the next topic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the next topic being, uh, le- well, let's open up the tomb and see what's in the mummy, tomb of the dragon emperor. <laughs> meet the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> meet the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> the, it's no, it's Meet the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah. Meet the, the Mummy. <laughs> it's the Tomb of Meet the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, I, I have nothing thing on the so. Mummy either. I didn't. I didn't ever. You you talked. You had some interesting things to say about the universal aspect of it. Yeah, because I, I, I like the first two Mummy movies, the Stephen Summers uh, Mummy movies, because um, they did have the, even like the CGI was a little. Uh, cheesy and there's everything was ab- about it was a little cheesy in an updated sense, but it was like an updated version of the old Universal horror movies, uh, which obvi- was Stephen Summers is obviously a huge fan of, and then he tried to channel that into Van Helsing, which was terrible. Yeah, I wish I could find a more descriptive word than terrible because that's how bad it is, but it, it, it is just like the essence of terribility. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smear of. <coughs> Smear, smear, smearific. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, sh- shit, terror, crapability. <laughs> I'm trying. I was trying to think of. My no. brain just got. I just checked out. I was just like, oh. It was like we we moved on to movies. I was like, oh, I don't care about this movie. Oh, Sisterhood Pants, don't care. Mummy, don't care. Well, but now, 
this new one is directed by Rob Cohen, uh-huh. who some of his defenders have said that like Triple X and Fast and the Furious, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Uh, I have never seen Dragon the Bruce Lee story. I've seen it so but, many um, times. That that they are sort of like throwbacks. Like he's like a he's like a sort of old fashioned like seventies action director because he's got like a little. It's a little stodgy. I think he's just bad. I, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a throwback to a less slick era of action movies. He's Didn't just he do a Fast bad and the Furious director. as well. He did the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I watched the trailer for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh Woody really? Allen I movie. haven't seen it. I'd like to see the trailer. Was it good looking? It's a very interesting trailer. It does not make it look like a Woody Allen movie at all. So his last few movies, he's trying to like fool you. He's like, uh, uh-uh, I didn't make this movie, but really he did. Yeah. So well, it seems like. first by not setting them in New York, with, right? Uh, and now uh, this one's, I guess, I I assume in Barcelona. Does or, the uh, the one thing that's um, turned me off about uh, his movies in the past few years? I mean, there's a whole bunch I could say about, it, but like the clothes, the costume designs seem to have like no identity for the character. Makes the characters have no identity. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Huh. Like I talked about how I kind of liked Cassandra's dream a little. Yeah, and uh, um, I think on the last the last time I was here, and um, but really the characters don't really have any specific. Uh, look, they're just wearing. Everyone's wearing generic clothes, uh, I think, or has like a generic modern look. Like no one really. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like, I thought... so they just went to one store, bought all the clothes, and then here's the costumes. I mean, I kind of thought in Matchpoint, I did, I wasn't a big fa- fan of Matchpoint, but I kind of, I kind of thought maybe that was intentional in Matchpoint. Like he was. Um, it's the same with Cassandra's like, making dream. it look like everything came out of a catalog in Matchpoint. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what it feels like. But with, Scoop kind of feels that way as well, and. And then so did Cassandra's Dream, and now I'm wondering if it's just a laziness thing. You know, it makes me wonder, because uh, I've not seen the trailer. I haven't either. I, I will be checking it out as soon as I get to a computer. But just in general, like, I remember the trailer for Match Point, where, like you said, it's like he's trying to, it's almost like he's trying to disguise the fact that it's his movie until the very end, and it says directed by, you know, Woody Allen or something. Because uh-huh. then, like, it makes me wonder, like, when somebody watches this trailer... What is their reaction at this point when they see directed by Woody Allen? Like, do they see a movie that's like, oh, this is interesting? I want, and then his name comes up, and the the reaction could either be like, oh, or oh, <laughs> you know, like because when I saw Match Point, I saw something that kind of reminded me of other movies, and I was like, oh, all right. But then when I saw his name come up, I'm like, well, this doesn't look like his kind of thing at all. So my reaction was like, oh. He's doing something different, you know. Yeah. But I feel like at this point, I feel like he has kind of exhausted a lot of, a lot of the goodwill that people have towards him. And I think now at this point, uh, I, I think now people would see a preview for a movie that they're interested in, then they see his name, and they might just be like, "Oh, never mind. He'll find a way to screw it." I up. think that's what he's trying to do. That's what <coughs> we, it's like. He's trying to make a movie and like shake, uh, shake people's like. Uh, Automatic response of like hearing, oh, it's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. Like, so people they'll they'll see all these big stars. They'll see oh Penelope's Cruz, oh Javier Bardem, oh what's this little, what's this little movie that takes place in Spain? Woody Allen, forget it. Yeah. yeah, it's. I do I do admire that he's trying to do that, but it seems like in interviews he always kind of plays dumb. Like, well, I didn't mean to do it. I was just making a movie, and like, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't mean a celebrity. For example, I love celebrity. I know a lot of people hate it. And like the it. biggest problem is, is I like, is I like actually, B.B. Newworth blowing a banana. Yeah, she's great. Um, the biggest problem, I think, I watched it recently. I was like, oh, this movie's great. And the whole Charlize Theron scene where she's like, I need, <coughs> I need echinacea. And then they go into <laughs> yeah. the nightclub and the, this big bouncer's like, 
I always carry echinacea with me. And then he's like, <laughs> I, I, where do I get echinacea? Can we, can we get it at a drugstore or whatever? But uh, Kenneth Branagh, it really is distracting how much he's <coughs> trying to do Woody Allen. And it's, yeah. and, and, and the interviews with Woody Allen has the audacity. But I didn't even notice. or I didn't yeah. tell him. He just did it. And it wasn't even, I mean, I think he's just doing a New York. Or that's a New York. No, he's doing Woody Allen. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that's already been trend that topic but anyway um uh kenneth Branagh. yeah i'm i'm over him i think when i was in high school i thought he was cool because i thought he was i guess artsy and serious and he was doing i mean like henry the fifth is, is really good yeah and i like his hamlet and but i mean I, I feel like he's he's really full of himself he had some credibility for a few years and then now he's just kind of like oh we've seen you yeah i, I think uh i think he, he considered himself the next to Lawrence Olivier more than anybody else did. Like yeah. that was written about him, but that's clearly that was his intention going into movies. He was trying to yeah. do yeah. that. Like maybe he had some acclaim on the stage before he ever. Right. I liked him in the second Harry Potter. He is funny in that. Yeah. Oh, that's a did good anybody point. ever see Dead Again? I didn't see it. No, no I didn't. I didn't either. Uh, there's not anything else big. I, I don't really know much about the the Rocker with Rain Wilson, Will Arnett, and Christina Applegate. But at least those are three people who are, yeah, somewhat funny. Christina Applegate is kind of enough for me in general because I like her a great deal. Like she's very funny, but she's also a good actress. And I don't know. I I tend like we keep going back to Anchorman this episode, which is interesting. But I thought she really held her own in the midst of like all these other yeah. you know very funny actors. And so I think she did a great job. Oh, that was the last big one. I mean, uh... oh wait, real well, on the topic of Woody Allen. I'm excited about he, he he doing a movie starring Larry David. I think that. Oh be yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his next movie is, is starring Larry David. Yeah, I feel like I think that could reinvigorate. I could his see their style. They're kind of like kindred spirits. Like I think he just, I think he benefits from. He's a guy who benefits from. He has a talent for casting. I think for the most part, uh, and I think he benefits from like the right actor and the right kind of role. And uh, and Larry David, I it, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, how did that not happen earlier? Because it just seems so perfect. I think Larry David is in a, a couple Woody Allen movies, just like with like one line, like he's Earl, in, uh, he's in Radio Days. Yeah, he's, he's a neighbor. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Any, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but I know he's in Radio Days. Yeah. Well, that's the summer movies, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. what uh, you got to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. August, you're gonna be so bored. Yeah, you know, he's gonna be talking about how awesome July was. <laughs> it occurs to me during this discussion, and this might lead to a, a, a few minutes of discussion. Invariably, you've seen a trailer, and David and I have not. I feel like I don't watch trailers the way I used to. I just, I don't really. I know that you've been like that for a while. Yeah, now. I've talked about it on the show before that I don't get uh, as excited, and I don't, I don't do the the watching the trailer thing because it. Uh, Usually, either leads to false hopes or it lies. Yeah, and it leads to the wrong hopes. <laughs> sound very, sound much more bitter than it's I do. Like, cynical. I just I I've gotten I now see the I the, uh, I don't know I see the. The merit in just kind of, you know about a movie, you know who's in it, you know who directed it, and that's kind of all you need to know. Like if you see it in a movie theater before a movie or something like that, it's like okay, fair enough. But like I don't really seek them out. It's just if there's a movie that I'm interested in, but I haven't really seen a a trailer for it's like I'll just be surprised. You know, I yeah. mean so many trailers, you know, Spider Man three had a great trailer 
And uh, not such a great insight, man. And it wound up disappointing me like nothing else. I mean, it's really there's a, it's it's really all about splicing together a handful of images that will appeal to all the corners of your psychology. Okay, some sort of a punch, something flying at the screen, some flashes, a loud noise, a bikini, a thrust, a butt, and uh, or a gun or whatever. And it's like, oh, this looks good. That's why I like that movie Torque, because it was a 90-minute trailer. <laughs> and I really enjoyed oh, a thrust, it. Thrust, a butt, a gun. Oh, someone's exactly saying, what torque now was. it's time to take some action. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. Which actually, it's odd that we are ending on this note, because uh, an upcoming episode is going to be all about uh, trailers. That's right. So I'll be sure to tune in for that one. Damn right, you should be. Maybe, uh, you know, embrace this whole thing. Yeah. What do you say? I've embraced it. I, I, I leave you guys on when I'm like working in the kitchen, when I'm uh, doing my work, when I'm folding laundry, when I'm entertaining guests. Hey, Battleship Pretensions <laughs> playing. <laughs> you, welcome, you open the door for them. Don't fucking talk. Yeah, Battleship Pretensions <laughs> on. We're all just going to sit and stare at each other yeah. while we listen to these two idiots. No, you guys, you don't have to listen, but you have to sit and watch me listen. <laughs> Did you guys, like, I'm still really into music, but I remember, like, with my friends when I was younger, we would just hang out. And listen to music and not talk. And we would just, because we were into music, and we would just like put on, uh, it's like somebody got the new, you know, REM, I think like Monster or whatever came out when I was in, in middle school. We would just like get together and listen to REM and not talk. And I don't do that even, even anymore, even though I'm probably even more into music now than I was. I think it's, I it's probably a, it's a, this is a dis- whole other discussion, but it's a technology thing. Because then you had one CD player and you had right. one CD and like, oh, look, we got the new REM CD. Let's put it on. And then you hang out, you hang out with your friends. You're also in eighth grade or something, so you're seventh grade, so you don't have yeah. a car to drive around. Right, yeah. Now I got better things to do. I can listen to uh or cell phone to talk to someone with or text message with. Yeah, for myself, like if I'm listening to a podcast and I happen to be at home or something, it's like I feel like I should be doing something while I'm listening because just sitting here and listening, that's wasting time. So I will often play computer Tetris while I'm listening. Then I feel like I'm getting something done because I'm a moron. Yeah, that is dumb. Because I, I find the more I get into podcasts, <laughs> go, yeah, that is dumb. The more I clean the house. I'm used to it. Yeah, I do. Like, I, I, I do yeah. dishes a lot now because <laughs> I do clean the kitchen because it's because it's close to the show. computer in my apartment. <laughs> so all right, but uh, so yeah, everybody, uh, thanks for. This is a very long episode. Thanks for bearing with very us. Long episode. Thanks for ver- bearing with us. Uh, I, I, I got I ran out of one. breath a couple times. I was like, Whew, I don't know. Yeah, Whoa. and we it got, got warmer in this we room. Like, we got it's August to go. Yeah, it, it is hot outside. But uh, so yeah, so thanks for listening and uh, go to our Facebook group and uh, discuss it like everybody else. Okay. So anything else you guys excited. wanted to talk about before we wrapped up? We've had like uh, this, is, this is like the last Lord of the Rings. We've had I seventeen false <laughs> endings. Uh, I think I'm all right. I, I, I Josh, I, do you have a website uh, or anything? My website's down right now. Oh, I'll get okay. it up. I you can do a search for me on YouTube and find some videos that are funny and some okay. aren't. I'm doing a show at Steve Allen Theater uh, the first Monday of every month. Oh, that's, oh, that's Claire. right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Josh and Claire. Claire and Josh it? hate themselves but love each other. Uh, Highly recommended. Um, also, I just watched that. Uh, what's it called? No Country for Old Superbad. Yeah. Uh, thing, which was uh, particularly you and Matt Bronger and James Adomian doing the No Country part was was really oh, funny. Thanks. Yeah, it's a mashup uh, it's a, by Kale and James and um, Jerry Minor directed. It's, it's on Funny or Die, and uh, they're entering it into the MTV movie movie awards spoof contest. So they they give you a list of movies to mash up, and so they they did that. And I played it's, Mick it's Lovin fun. meets. Uh, um, 
uh, uh, Anton, Anton Sugar. Sugar. Yeah. And uh, they, I, I, when we were making it, there's one part in the trailer where I kind of like not so confident in, like when I go like chicka chicka yeah, it's like a reference to McLovin, and I didn't remember the reference, and they're like, oh, just say chicka chicka yeah, and I'm like sort of like, okay, and so I did it kind of just hoping to scoot by, like ah, maybe they won't use that part because we did everyone did so much improvising and uh-huh. it's in there, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I hope people get that, I don't get it, <laughs> and uh, I also on a side note, if anyone watches this video, there's some funny stuff in it. I probably ruined about seven takes laughing at James Adomian and Matt Bronger. I can um, imagine. Anyway. All right. Well, check those out and uh, keep listening to Battleship Pretend. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.